With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. It's time for the Woke News of the Week. Time now for a very special Woke News of the Week. Joining me now, and it's actually quite good to have a catch up before the end of the year, Karina Shields. Karina, what is going on? Oh, we are in a time of chaos right now, honestly. I've been watching things for the last week with Pats Māori, and it's just blowing my mind. Tell you what, they're certainly throwing the widow out of the cot, aren't they? They are, and it's just the media are hyping them up to. A lot of it is driven by mainstream media, giving them this attention. Mm. So so let's start at the, at the beginning. I mean, that sideshow at the swearing in at Parliament, I am sorry, I was embarrassed. So was I. Honestly, they shouldn't have let them in the door because they knew what the intention was before Te Pāti Māori even got there because they made their intention clear before they even got there. So they shouldn't have been let in. Hune Harawera tried this before and he got kicked out of the house by the Speaker. So knowing that, why did they even let Te Pāti Māori in? Yeah, yeah. And just and the, 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 with all the headdresses. Oh, honestly, I said in Kiwi Farm, one of the working dogs said, is he wearing a road cool, a dead wicker? <laughs> what I said. Insanitating. Yeah. And it was just a sideshow. It was really embarrassing. And I think it just it just goes to show the level of respect that they have for the process. Exactly. There is none. It's a total lack of respect. Mm. Not just that. I saw a photo of them all dressed up. You could not get more cultural appropriation into one photo. No, they're talking about other people and they're doing the exact same thing that they accuse others of doing. Well, as Winston said, Rawiri is so decolonised that he has to wear a cowboy hat. And you had Hannah, you know, with her beret and uh, her black watch tartan. Again, in in Kiwi Farm, I I said that Debbie looked like she'd gone and stolen something off the clothesline at Gloria Vale. It was just a whole lot of cultural appropriation. They just made a mockery of, of the whole thing. But the most upsetting thing for me is that they go in there and they talk about pledging oath to Te Triti and to Mokopuna, yet Te Pāti Māori have remained silent about baby Nario, about the at least 57 children that have been killed since Oranga Tamariki was created. So where has your care for, for Mokopuna been before last week? Yeah, no, indeed. before that, after that... There's been no concern for Mokopuna at all. Well, and and if that were the case, a lot of this, you know, that they will they would decry that a lot of this comes down to funding. But as you've discovered, uh, there are certain trusts that uh, are very closely connected to, to Party Māori who are exceptionally well funded that I would have thought would be able to put things in place to protect Mokopuna. But mm, is there anything happening in that space? And I'm talking about the Waipareta Trust here. As far as I know, there isn't. 
there isn't. And thankfully, Winston has brought that up, that they're going to be investigated about that because it hasn't been brought up enough. It's been swept over. No, even Gwendolyn Keel, who's from Charity Services, who was meant to be investigating all of that, she was running as the Port Waikato candidate before the election. So she was off on leave in the lead up to the election. And then when it came about that they were having a by-election for Port Waikato, all of a sudden Gwendolyn Keel's not standing and she's gone back to her job at Charity Services. Uh, No, did she actually stand as a way to not hold Waipareda to account and to Party Māori to account for using charity money to fund political campaigns? And and that's before we even get into the debacle. It was at the Manyuri Wimarai. So there is, yeah. and I, I I can't help the cynic in me. The cynic in me can't help feeling that all of this are cheap parlour tricks to distract people away from what is potentially the rat in the kitchen. Yeah, they're just distracting people from everything. And the thing is, is that they are the main perpetrators of the racism that go on. They are a minority voice. 2.8% of the population voted for them, and they're not even all Māori, but apparently the media have given them this great big platform and this great big voice to speak for the majority of us when the majority of us are going, we don't believe in anything you say, we don't believe in anything that you do. Yeah. And if what they about were, our voices? Well, if they were all Māori too, at 2.8%, that only represents about uh, 15% of Māori. And I know they say, oh, yes, we have a mandate because we have six seats. But, you know, look, we can play some statistical gymnastics here to actually cover that. And, you know, fair cop to them. Yes, they won those six seats. But as you and I have discussed in the past, and I know I've had this conversation with Di, the pickings were pretty slim <laughs> when, exactly. it came, when it came to those just, seats. Yeah. yeah. Just a so, tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. So then, of course, you know, they talked about the threats in terms of dis, um, unrest, and that happened a couple of days ago at Te Papa. Uh, a group went in, abseiled down the large display there of the Treaty of Waitangi, and not only defaced it, I'm sorry, they've actually, I think they've destroyed it. Te Papa will be really struggling to fix that. I, I'm Again, it's like really embarrassing. Yeah. It is. It's really embarrassing. And what we've got is we've got extremists on both sides. So Party Māori cannot blame one side here for the things that are going on because they're the ones throwing this racism stuff out. And now they've wrapped up a whole group of Māori to start accusing the bulk majority, uh, the majority of Māori that we're all racist too. If we say something online, you know, it's mm. an automatic assumption that you are a stale, pale male because you're saying something that we don't agree with. And it's like, hold up. That is completely not it. You guys are just jumping to conclusions because Te Pāti Māori have wrapped you up into believing that everybody is racist. And we are not. We just have logic and we see things with common sense and we understand that we need to work together. Mm. And one of the things I have certainly discovered is tikanga isn't a sometimes thing. It's an all-the-time thing. Yeah. And you can't pick and choose when you want to use it, and this is what this this crew are doing, and it's, yeah, it's disingenuous. Yeah. Well, yes. I thought I'd catch up with you. And now are we are we going to have a break? Are we going to, to sun our bones and see some sunshine over the summer break? 
we are. We're just going to chill as we head into Christmas and just spend lots of time with family because, no, that's the most important thing at the end of the day. Everything starts and ends with whānau. It certainly does. And on that, sister, I mean, you have a very good festive break and you and I most definitely will catch up in the new year. This has been Karina Shields here with a very, very special Woke News of the Week on Reality Check Radio. Thanks, Karina. Kia ora. Kia ora. Thank you for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to, either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057, that's 2057, or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you, so connect with us today.